spent like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My guys, Mojo Mutati, Edward Lewis. Uh, and the NCAA tournament underway did not take long. Uh, March Madness in the truest sense of the word. Not only does Furman knock off Virginia in an absolutely crazy game, but Mojo's Terps beat West Virginia. Kevin Willer, traitor. Uh, March Madness, crazy. Uh, cannot wait for this tournament uh, to unfold. Uh, fellas, uh, as we move on from basketball, let's talk some uh, NFL football. A story that we've covered a lot, guys. Uh, you remember last week, a 16-year-old kid was shot outside of Cincinnati Bengals star running back Joe Mixon's home. Now, uh, today, a prosecutor in Hamilton County, Ohio, where the shooting happened, Melissa Powers, held a news conference. And while Joe Mixon gets some good news, as Edward's going to tell you in a second, maybe not great news for the Mixon family as a whole. First, here's the prosecutor. This incident occurred on March 6, 2023, approximately 8.30 in the evening. Hamilton County Sheriff deputies were dispatched to the home of Joe Nixon, Mixon in Anderson Township relating to possible shots fired. Upon arrival, witnesses on the scene told deputies that teenagers in the neighborhood were playing Nerf Wars when apparent real shots were fired. As a legal gun owner, Mixon had the right to possess the firearm and did not commit a crime. I want to thank the Hamilton County Sheriff's Department for their thorough investigation. It's unbelievable that something like this could happen. It's hard to fathom how anyone could aim a gun at a child, let alone fire 10 to 11 rounds at, the, at him. It's a miracle he was not killed. So you heard it there. Uh, Joe Mixon will not be charged in this incident. Uh, what is important to note is he did have a gun during this whole incident, but she said he did not fire it. Uh, it was legally in his possession. He was allowed to do it. He, pro he cooperated fully. So Joe Mixon is off the hook in this case. Now, uh, his family is not. Uh, uh, his sister has been charged in the case, and his sister's boyfriend has been charged in the case. So I'll explain. Uh, the prosecutor said they, they obtained surveillance video from Joe Mixon's home. In the video, they allege you could see Lamonte Brewer, who is Shalonda Mixon's boyfriend, firing off 10 to 11 rounds at a 16-year-old who was playing Nerf Wars outside of the house. Uh, they say in the video you could see it clear as day, and she actually provided some screen grabs of it, of a man appearing to be Brewer with a firearm unloading, like just, you could see these, this these bullets are massive. It appears to be an AK-47 style gun that he is shooting at this kid. Uh, they say in the video also shows Shalonda Mixon appearing to pick up the shell casings from mm. the yard and basically an attempt to hide it. Uh, they said uh, at one point after the shooting, the two of them both fled in a car and when they were stopped, by cops, uh, they found the the weapon that had been previously used in the shooting, and then they they that's what led them to the charges. Ed, so we're looking at uh, the prosecutor holding a big Nerf gun. There is that the weapon, or the I should say, is that the Nerf gun that the prosecutors say the kids had and they were shooting each other with? Correct, correct. So that's kind of the the, the crux of this whole story. Is Joe Mixon uh, uh, was it, he was involved in a, another incident uh, a couple weeks ago regarding a, an alleged road rage incident where he allegedly said some something to an, uh, another person. Right. And in, in these court documents that were released publicly, his address was released. Uh, now, uh, Mixon is arguing that because his address was made public for the last couple weeks, even the last you know couple days, uh, he had been receiving death threats. And he said, mm. when uh, when these when these 
cars pulled up, these Nerf Wars, these kids with all these gun-like, uh, toy-like guns, uh, it scared him. It rattled him. And that's why that's what essentially led to this I, Yeah, Mo, I, I, I'm interested to hear your take here. I, I got to tell you, and I know we touched on this uh, last week when we discussed uh, some, of the, some of the details that come out about this story. That in the dark, I don't know that you can tell that that's a Nerf uh, gun, not a real weapon. You see somebody with that running on your lawn and uh, 16-year-olds, they're not, we're not talking about a toddler here, you're talking about a, a near full-grown person. Hey, I don't know that I would have reacted any different, to be completely honest with you. It looks like somebody's shooting on your front lawn. Add to it uh, what Joe Mixon had gone through with the people driving in front of his house and threatening him. I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I'm not on Joe Mixon's sister and her boyfriend's side here, to be completely honest with you. You know what, man? I, I think I agree with you. And this is just a disaster of a situation, first and foremost. To agree with the prosecutor, it is an absolute miracle that no one was killed, that yeah. none of these kids received a fatal shot. 10 or 11 rounds from that gun from the neighbor next door? I mean, look at the proximity of those two homes. That is not that far away. No, so and, and Mojo, these are not, and I know I had talked about the weapon, these are not like, a, it's not like a, a little 22. These are like 7.62 millimeter bullets. I mean, these are, these are seriously power, this is seriously powerful ammunition here we're talking about. Yeah, this is, man, scary stuff, but miracle is the fitting word. And yeah, you really do have to put yourself in the situation of the Mixon family, uh, getting death threats, people circulating your houses, any kind of arguments or previous issues you might have had with anyone, any friend, any stranger, literally anyone. This is the time for those people to resurface and make their move. Uh, now that there's a lot of traffic around your house, maybe it's the time they see they could get away with it the best. Now, all of a sudden, you're seeing what might appear in the dark to be grown men circulating the house with big guns. Uh, yeah. Yes, that Nerf gun doesn't look like a uh, actual actual weapon uh, when you have the lights on. But who right. knows? Running around in the dark, man, that that gun could be something very similar to what the boyfriend was carrying here. And right. you know, they they went on the offensive essentially to to protect themselves. They went on the offensive to be on the de defensive here. Uh, it's very easy to criticize someone's actions in that situation, but I can't imagine how scared everyone must have been uh, in, inside. And the boyfriend probably thought he was doing the Mixon family a solid, given their reputations, uh, to be the one to handle it. Not surprised they went out there picking up the shells and, and driving off to, to evade the situation. Can you imagine the feeling you must have after all that fear? To realize it was a bunch of kids you just shot at? My goodness, to make matters worse. Obviously not the best way to go about that situation, but... Uh, right, when, when I, and Mojo, I, I, I think that's the point right there. It actually reminds me of the Sean Kemp situation, which we saw last week. If you actually feel like you were, uh, you were uh, right to act the way you did, it, it doesn't help you to try and cover it up after the fact. Sean Kemp dumping the gun or, uh, or, or Mixon's sister picking up the shells and then trying to hide the gun and flee the scene. Stay there, call the police, tell them what happened. I think you're far better off treating it like that rather than trying to cover it up after the fact. That just makes you look guilty, nothing else.
Well, I don't know if there's anybody out there having a better year than Travis Kelsey. Uh, the Chiefs uh, win the Super Bowl and Travis Kelsey. He was a superstar before, but he had such an incredible year. He was near the top or at the top of the league in basically every receiving statistic mojo. Then he goes on and he hosts Saturday Night Live. He's getting rave reviews from comedians, from actors. Everybody said he killed it on SNL. Oh, and by the way, Mojo, you have a bunch of football fans who are really debating whether or not Travis is now the greatest tight end to ever strap on a pair of pads. So we were lucky enough to actually run into Travis in L.A. a few days ago, and uh, we asked him about SNL and about whether he saw himself doing more comedy or actually some more acting in the future. And then we hit him with the question, a lot of people think you're the greatest, Travis. Do you believe you're the GOAT? Do you want to do any more acting after killing it on SNL? Oh, man, I don't know if I'm an actor. What do you mean? You know the reaction you got from some comedians and everything? Or they're pretty much saying that you, yeah. you killed it. I think they were just, uh, they, the athletes, uh, we always don't transition, you know, into different worlds. I think they saw me having fun, and that's what they really saw. I love it. I don't it. know if I really have talent, though. Of course. A lot of people believe you're the greatest Titan ever. Now, after the second Super Bowl, do you believe you're the greatest ever? Nah, there's a lot of great tight ends out there. I can't just say I'm the best. I, I know I'm taking advantage of this situation, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm taking advantage of this situation, though. And as he should, he just won the Super Bowl again. Hosting SNL, popping up everywhere. His new podcast with his brother is thriving. Yeah, man, Travis Kelsey is on top of the world right now. Uh, yep, there, there's two identical. Uh, <laughs> there's the same person, I think. Who's actually. who? Yeah, I can't even tell. <laughs> wow. <laughs> who knew yeah, Travis yeah. had a twin? To say Travis Kelsey is the GOAT, that opens the door for a lot of discussion. Uh, yeah. Obviously, a lot of great. Uh, tight ends in the past, Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, mm. Rob Gronkowski. That always seems to be the the same names that pop up. You know, asking me to choose who my goat is is like asking who's your favorite brother. Uh, for me, I hate to say it I uh, to my own identical twin, but I got to give the nod to Rob Gronkowski. Uh, yeah. You know, just everything that he did, not only the catching and the the touchdowns and the Super Bowls, of of course, he has he has more than Kelsey does, but yeah, the blocking element as well. Which right, and Mojo, the, the blocking obviously is what Travis Kelsey is not good at. I mean, that's just, let's be honest, he's not a good blocker. I think Gronk was great, and Gronk obviously was incredible when he got, when he caught the ball and, and yards after the catch. I mean, good luck tackling Rob. But uh, for me, Travis is a, the better pass catcher, ba better route runner. Uh, obviously, Gronk is the better blocker. I think Gronk's the better all-around player I, I don't know I mean it's it's a tough it's a tough question right at the very least Mojo I think Travis has put himself in the conversation well I mean absolutely he's in the conversation there's no question about that it kind of just shows the game and how it how it's evolving at oh, that yes. tight end position you had guys like Gronk that were going out there and stacking up so many yards and yes. touchdowns that the tight end became a receiving position right. uh I played on football teams where our tight ends, <laughs> actually Rob's brother, Dan Gronkowski, right. was our tight end at, at Maryland. They didn't throw the ball to our tight end. Right, he's, more, he's, a line, he's an alignment, essentially. Essentially, yeah. And I mean, a lot of positions, tight end positions in the NFL were like that for a long time. It's been a more recent sensation yeah. to, to make the tight end a primary receiver more so than anything.
Uh, so, you know, the game's changing and that sparks even more debate. Who's the best all time? You know, it's just it's just different these days. Uh, not a cop out, but it is what it is. And let's also keep in mind, too, Kelsey ain't done yet. There, yeah, there's point. years left on that. And who knows what he's going to be able to produce in, in what's left of his career. Coming up next in TMC Sports, another mishap for Conor McGregor. But he gets a pass on this one. Conor McGregor drops an F-bomb on live television while he is presenting a $1 million donation. Like I said, the Notorious, he gets a pass on this one. We're going to show you the video. It's really funny stuff. That's next in TMC Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back, and you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, Conor McGregor. He let an F-bomb slip on live television. Yeah, so Conor McGregor was on Hannity's show Wednesday night on Fox News. He was actually there for a really uh, awesome reason. Uh, was presenting a $1 million check to this charitable organization. Now, I'm going to set it up because the charity matters here. So uh, there's a guy by the name of Frank Siller. He runs an organization called Tunnel to Towers. Now, Frank's brother, Stephen Siller, on September 11th, Mojo, 2001, tragically died uh, in the World Trade Center. Now, uh, Stephen was a firefighter and actually just got done with his shift and was about to go play a round of golf with Frank and his other brothers. Well, Stephen uh, heard what had happened at the World Trade Center in downtown Manhattan. He wanted to try and help, went and got his fire equipment mojo, and he tried to drive from Brooklyn through the tunnel into Manhattan. The thing is, the tunnel had been shut down. They had shut down all the bridges and tunnels in New York City. It was absolute chaos at the time. So instead of saying, oh, well, what Stephen did was, with his 60 pounds of equipment, he ran through the tunnel mojo and all the way to the World Trade Center, and again, he tragically died. So Frank Siller, his brother, starts this organization. Conor McGregor wants to present to them a million-dollar donation. Watch what happened last night. I'm honored to be on the show. Frank, I'm honored to support you. I want to just say your brother Stephen is a, excuse me, is a hero. You had it right the first time. <laughs> He's a hero. You're a hero. And I'm, I'm here 27 I'm years. Proud of, I'm proud of Proper 12 and all the people that are working behind the scenes in Proper 12 to make this happen. Here's another donation from Proper Number 12 to myself. To me. Hey, I tell you this right now, Babcock. You donate one million dollars, you get a pass on dropping yes. the F bomb. Yes. Especially, especially when it's in that context to, to praise somebody yes. who is an actual hero. Uh, yeah, you can. 
Brother hero mojo. Saying. That's what he is. It's it's what he is. Absolutely. Definitely the right word to use. And you can hear from his bro brother. He had it right the first time. He, he thought it was great. <laughs> uh, no harm done. This is just Conor McGregor being Conor McGregor. I'm I'm a little surprised Fox missed that one, and maybe maybe they just let it ride, you know, because it's right. just typical Connor. Right. Uh, Even though it's live, you usually have a little bit of a delay where you can catch slip-ups like that. But, hey, right, maybe they said, that's what the guy is. He is a bleeping hero, so we're going to let it ride. You know what, Mojo? It's not only the $1 million. That's just the latest donation that Proper 12 has given Tunnel to Towers. They have, a, in total donated almost $4 million. So incredible. And I, look, I get it. Conor McGregor has had uh, a bunch of moments where he has not acted like you should act. Look at the dolly. You can look at the bar. I get all that. But in this instance here, I think it's just an incredible gesture on the part of Conor McGregor and Proper 12. I mean, a million dollars for the families of first responders who lost people, who lost their loved ones on 9-11. That's going to do so much good. And Kobe Bryant's handprints and footprints are forever going to be enshrined in Los Angeles, not just anywhere in Los Angeles, in front of one of the most famous, one of the most iconic theaters in the entire city. Uh, so Mojo, on Wednesday, the Bryant family, along with Jeannie Buss, Byron Scott, and a whole bunch of fans, uh, had a really emotional ceremony outside of the TCL Chinese Theater, again, in Hollywood. Now, um, back in February of 2011, Kobe, uh, in a ceremony, actually, and if you've been to the Chinese Theater, you, you will recognize uh, these big blocks of concrete, and they have stars come by and take their handprints and their, their footprints. But um, at the time, uh, the uh, plot was not placed in front of the theater. It was actually inside the theater. And the only people that would get to see it then were people who had purchased a ticket to see a show at the Chinese Theater, and then you could take a look at Kobe's footprints and handprints. But no more now. Anybody can see because they have actually moved uh, this uh, iconic piece of concrete right outside in front of the theater. The Bryant family again was there. Natalia Bryant gave a very emotional and beautiful speech about her dad. Take a look. It's truly astounding to be standing here in front of the Chinese theater in Hollywood, forever displaying my dad's hands and footprints. As you visit here for years to come, I encourage you to place your hands in his and take a moment to stand in his shoes. This will be a treasure for the city of Los Angeles and my dad's fans from all over the world to hold and to cherish. It is only fitting that my dad, Kobe Bryant, is the very first athlete to get their hand and footprints displayed here in the city of Los Angeles. This day symbolizes the impact that he has had on a city that he loved and cared for so deeply. This also embraces the Mamba mentality and competitiveness at being the first ever athlete to ever accomplish this. This is such a big deal. Uh, look, you talk about athletes winning the Super Bowl, that being the pinnacle of football. You know, you talk about actors and actresses winning an Oscar, talking about winning the championships or titles or the recognition for being the top of what you do. This is one of those rare circumstances that puts you on the top of the planet.
being a universal star regardless of where you came from or what you did. This is massive. To be the first athlete immortalized like that, my goodness, I, I didn't even realize that he was the first athlete to, to have this, to, to be moved outside. My goodness, this just speaks volumes to his character, what he did on the court, but mostly what he did off the court. Uh, again, this, this is just next level stuff right here. A lot of people win the Super Bowl. A lot of people win the NBA Finals. A lot of people win an Oscar. How many people are out there? All right, Mojo, we're just about out of time. We're going to have all of the March Madness, all of the NCAA tournament coverage, and we are now only a few days away from UFC 286. We heard from, it's still even weird for me to say this because uh, I always think of Kamaru Usman as the champion, but Kamaru Usman is the challenger. We have heard from the welterweight champion, Leon Edwards. He is looking to defend his belt for the very first time in his backyard. Fight going down in London and Mojo tomorrow. The former champion, Kamaru Usman, who is looking to regain that belt that he held for so long, is going to join us. It's going to be a great show, Mojo. Oh, yeah. Getting the former champ on and oh, definitely going to be covering another Maryland win. <laughs> definitely <laughs> will make it the best show since Saturday. Terps all day, every day. <laughs>